Have you ever felt so physically uncomfortable after eating a meal or a snack where you've just been left feeling disappointed, maybe even shameful, confused, and truly not knowing your next step? You may have experienced overeating, and we're going to detangle it in this video. Dancers, I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist, and I'm here to help you build a balanced and supportive relationship with food. If you've ever experienced eating at a meal, eating to a point past physical comfort, so maybe after the meal you've had to sit back a little bit, maybe you've had to unbutton your pants, maybe you just feel truly physically uncomfortable. Has that ever happened? These feelings, feelings of overeating, can be especially distressing for many dancers. And there are several reasons for this. Generally, our culture places a lot of shame around overeating. And because of that, within these instances, we often feel a lot of guilt or like we've done something wrong. Now, for dancers especially, who spend so much of their days and of their career striving to attain control within their movement can feel somewhat dysregulated, especially when feeling a degree of being out of control around food, an experience that might often come alongside eating to a point past physical comfort. In this video, we're going to unravel what it means to overeat and how dancers can strip away the shame of this experience, come to terms with the experience, but also learn tools how to prevent experiences of feeling physically uncomfortable after a meal, and even for those instances when they do happen, how to navigate the aftermath. Perhaps you've experienced feelings of overeating or eating to a point of physical discomfort during the holidays, like a larger holiday meal. Or perhaps you've experienced this on a weekend when your day might just be a little bit less structured than usual. The bottom line, it's very common for dancers to cycle between feeling very in control around their eating habits and their food choices to then eventually feeling very out of control around these same instances. Now first, I want you to realize that there is a difference between overeating and binge eating. The reason why it's important to decipher the difference is because using these words interchangeably can cause for a ton of confusion. In general terms, and as it's more defined by diet culture, Overeating or eating to a point past physical comfort is not the same experience that one might experience with binge eating disorder, a life-threatening and treatable eating disorder that entails very specific criteria for diagnosis. Unlike instances of overeating, binge eating disorder is most characterized by recurrent episodes of eating an amount of food in a very discreet amount of time, such as within a window of two hours, and eating an amount of food that is larger than what most people might eat in that same given time. Binge eating might also be characterized by eating quite quickly, and especially to a point where you're left physically uncomfortable. Binge eating also involves a feeling of a loss of control around food, so you can see why these experiences are often confused with one another, but it is important to decipher the differences. The National Eating Disorder Association provides very helpful tools 
for anyone who feels that they might be struggling from binge eating disorder. When one experiences a period of overeating, they too might experience eating a larger amount of food in a very specific given time. And of course, that experience of feeling generally out of control around that food. Now, these instances are less recurring. It could also be different from binge eating disorder because instances of overeating are often not done in isolated settings. Generally, how we define overeating is extremely challenging and even limited. Now, this is because what one dancer experiences as being their level of overeating is not and likely not the same as another dancer. This is especially exacerbated because within the dance world, so many dancers are not necessarily eating enough to meet their baseline energy requirements. So when a dancer feels that they are quote unquote overeating, they might actually at that point be eating an amount of food that is more sufficient for them. It's just that for what might be an extended period of time, they've been hitting a baseline of energy or food intake that is too low to truly meet their body's needs. This brings me into why some dancers might experience instances of overeating. If you wanna navigate through instances where you might feel like you are overeating, then it might help to identify some common causes. Eating to a point past physical comfort can happen for many reasons. We're gonna focus on reasons that are most common and what I most often see amongst the dancers I work with within the Healthy Dancer program. Instances of overeating are most often followed once we identify a period of deprivation or food restriction. There can be several different types and reasons for restrictive eating. It's not only because a dancer might be partaking in dieting behaviors. Restrictive eating can happen in several different forms. The most obvious is a biological restriction. This is where a dancer is eating too few calories to meet their body's metabolic and physical needs. This can happen when a dancer is coming from a background of low calorie dieting or Perhaps they're coming from a background of extremely busy schedules. When paired with high intensity training, an overall energy imbalance occurs. In this instance, overeating is a natural and biological response for your body to make up for the restriction or for the calorie or energy deficit that it has experienced. Psychological deprivation or restriction. This involves those restrictive food rules, such as the ones that might be experienced on a clean eating lifestyle. You know, the ones that are saying, don't eat processed foods or choose the fruit for dessert because dessert might be quote unquote more indulgent. These food rules often limit certain types of foods and food groups within our diets. And therefore that psychological deprivation is often what leads to that cycle. If you're swearing off pizza because you think it's bad, then chances are when pizza is reintroduced back into your meal plan, you're gonna experience feelings of being more out of control around that food because your mindset might be saturated with all or nothing thoughts. Like I need to get this all in now because starting tomorrow, I'm never gonna have it again, which leads to the third type of deprivation. And that's an anticipated deprivation. I often see dancers experience this on weekends when their schedules are a bit less structured. And the idea of a Monday restart 
sounds super appetizing. Anticipated deprivations also come as a result of what diet culture would consider a cheat day or cheat days. The bottom line is when we are anticipating a future restriction, we're less likely to enjoy those foods more mindfully because again, we enter that mindset, that all or nothing mindset where we need to get this in now because starting tomorrow or whatever day it might be, we're not gonna eat it again. And this is what drives that cycle. As I mentioned earlier, that point of deprivation doesn't have to be intentional. For many dancers, restrictive meal plans happen unintentionally just because of their busy schedules and their increased needs. This is where proactive fueling is super important, a topic that I often talk about. So what are some tips to help alleviate experiences of overeating? And of course, how can we navigate the aftermath? Well, the first thing is to think about willpower, but hold up. <laughs> I'm not talking about willpower in the sense that you're likely thinking right now. You see, willpower is this really divisive tool that diet and wellness culture like to use to shift the blame from diet to dieter. You see, in the standards set forth by diet and wellness culture, when we feel super out of control around food, it's for the reason of failed willpower, like our willpower failed and we're doing something wrong. But that's actually not the case. That's not what I'm educating you about. Instead, I want you to detangle what willpower actually is. Willpower is just this very temporary tool of restraint. It drives those experiences of deprivation. And the longer we drive that experience of deprivation, the more likely and harder we're going to fall into those instances of feeling very out of control around any given food. So we have to remove this concept of willpower and take it off the table. It's not the willpower that we need more of, it's the rules and the restrictions that we need less of. Let me say that again. Instances of overeating are not because of failed willpower, but because of a restriction, whether it's a biological restriction, an anticipated restriction, or a psychological restriction like those food rules. Once we first identify that point of restriction, we're better able to set forth and navigate through those experiences. But you might feel super concerned about the idea of letting go of your willpower. I often hear dancers struggle with this concept, especially when they feel like they might be addicted to food, addicted to sugar is a common concern, and perhaps they feel like they're too much of an emotional ear to drop the idea of willpower. But I want to probe here for a bit. First things first, there is no evidence to date that supports food as an addiction. Yeah, I know, even sugar. Sugar is not addicting. And studies that often try to draw associations often miss one major flaw of their study design, which is the restriction prior to introducing sugar back into the diet of what often is an animal study like on mice. So in other words, what we see in research is that when mice are fed calorically equivalent diets, the mice that have been deprived of sugar for longer will display patterns of feeling more addicted to sugar than the mice who have not been deprived of sugar. So what this tells us is that it's not the sugar that's actually addicting, it's the deprivation that's causing the instances of overeating. Bottom line, deprivation and restriction, these are our points of intervention, not willpower. 
My next tip is to simply get comfortable. Here's the thing. We're all at some point going to experience feelings of overeating or eating to a point past physical comfort. So in these instances, it's not that you want to enter this mindset of come tomorrow, I'm going to eat clean or come tomorrow, I'm never eating this again. No. First, we want to get comfortable. This is where we need to start considering self-compassion. The experience happened. This is an opportunity to learn, but for the time being, we need to give our body some comfort. This might mean changing into some comfortable clothing, if possible, of course. Perhaps it means partaking in some mindful movement to help promote digestion. Foam rolling, yoga, breathing techniques are all examples. Also, consider hydration to just help in that digestive process. And most importantly, remember your regular and consistent meals and snacks afterward. Trying to compensate for what felt like a larger than normal meal or snack is only going to lead you back into that cycle. And finally, do some reflection and see how you can move forward. Reflect upon your experience. You felt truly uncomfortable after that larger meal. Not only is this common, but it's likely to happen because we're human. You are now learning ways to both navigate the aftermath of these instances, but also to help alleviate the instances from happening in the first place. Prepping your appetite with consistent meals and snacks will be your best tool. And identifying that point of deprivation. If it's a biological deprivation, then prioritizing regular meals and snacks throughout your days to make sure that you are getting in enough food, enough energy to get you through. For that point of psychological deprivation, this means working with a registered dietitian nutritionist to help detangle some of the food rules that you've picked up and are experiencing around mealtimes. And then of course that anticipated source of restriction. This might mean detangling some of the messages of diet culture, like that good versus bad talk around food. All of these topics of which I dive deeply into the Healthy Dancer program. And I highly encourage for any dancer who might be struggling with instances of overeating. To learn more about these resources, just head over to my blog, dancenutrition.com where you can join the community and better navigate through instances of overeating.